Well, it's best song ever. Not a podcast better. Tunes are cool and the jokes are clever. It's worth while endeavor. Welcome to Best Song Ever. I'm your host, Luke LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my music-loving muchacho, Kevin Connor. What's up, Kev? We're back. We're um, back, baby. After, uh, I, I don't want to call it a lazy summer, because we've both been hellishly busy, but just like a summer where we didn't podcast so much. Now we're here, and we're going to do it more. Was, was it a hot boy summer? Maybe. I Listen, I am always sweaty. Um, yeah, so, it yeah, was very hot. That's what I meant by it's it. It's hot boy summer from like mid-April through October for me. I told you I went to uh, Switzerland, and that first Airbnb we stayed in, oh, it was a hot boy summer in there because I was sweating. No air conditioner over there in uh, Europe, and it's brutal. So, yeah, it's definitely been a hot boy summer. But um, it's also Dad Rock summer has pretty much come to an unceremonious close. Um, it it fizzled out like like many dad projects. There you go. Your, um, un- but your hey, unfinished in uh, line shelving that's been sitting there with a hammer sitting on it for four months. It's oh, just like don't that. even remind me. Um, I've got some uh, guitar stands that I need to install in my office here so I can hang my uh, instruments from the walls. So, yeah, I've got lots of projects for sure. But we are uh, doing something a little different now on Best Song Ever. We're kind of combining our mini-sodes and our fulls uh to as our editor on off shelf obi called it an average average sode um oh, so well, yeah you know what we've always been providing average sodes uh, <laughs> there you here go. um i think they're wonder sodes um but yeah we're gonna cut down the amount of songs we play which will allow us to dig a little deeper into uh each one of them and then just do some other stuff, other segments and games and stuff along the way. Uh, and so, yeah, we're feeling good about it. We're going to try it out on this new one. Because Luke and I have definitely come to each other. And uh, one of us has been ready to record and one of us hasn't. Um, and I don't know why I'm being vague. It's usually me. But um, <laughs> it I, I feel like if we do, if you know, we're going to keep this up and each bring one song a week. Those songs are going to be... Um, one kick ass, two well researched, and uh, three also kick ass. So yes. I'm really excited about this little switch up, and I think it's going to lead to better podcasting, better music, and, uh, and the ultimate vibes. We're always looking to bring the brand into it, our brand of best song ever. So it's like, think of it as like, here's your best song for the week. Uh, so we'll each bring a song that we like from the week, and that'll be our best song for the week bring it to you and uh then we'll have some fun along the way and it'll be a grand old time kev you wanted to discuss our music listening habits yeah uh, because you were saying you fall off during the summer which definitely happens with me too which i think that might just be a life thing mm-hmm. uh i don't know i talked about in therapy that this is like the time like summer mid late summer is when I kind of lose all my motivation and just sort of burn out from the year in general. Like, I feel like I have a really strong start to the year usually that I'm kind of like, 
uh, and the music listening goes along with it because it's just another thing to keep up with among all the other things in life and we've got day jobs and other passions um so yeah it's sort of the natural time for me too yeah well i feel like especially for us um it's like our busy season is the end of the year because that's when we start doing our end of year lists it's when you know to make up for all the the albums we missed we listen to a lot more um to because music releases slow down at the end of the year too like in yeah December, ex- exactly so it's like a out. good time to recap and, and catch albums that you didn't hear you listen to once and want to return to and then at the beginning of the year it's like renewed vigor to like all right i'm not gonna have to cram in november to do my end of year list i'm gonna keep up with all of it and i feel like we're all good for that for like five or six months and then it gets warm out and you're outside more and there's less music listening opportunity, um, which certainly like impacts. Not if you have a Bluetooth me. speaker. Psst. I I don't believe I in Bluetooth. It it's it permeates your bones. How dare you? That's a joke. Um, and also, like we go into dad rock summer, right? Like we go, we throw ourselves 30, 40, 50 That's, years back. Yeah. Listen to a bunch of stuff that we've you know either heard before or are listening to new quote new stuff to us. And trying to, to kind of revisit that, and the new releases kind of get missed. And then, yeah, it's it's like August just totally slipped away. Um, um, I'm I'm planning a wedding as well, so that's a... a yeah. That's going to be... The, a, that coming up. That won't happen again, um, but certainly is taking up a lot of my time. Um, Which, you know, I will say, I've done a better job this year of keeping up with every, every uh, month. And we were doing something on the Best Song Ever Discord for a little bit that was like uh, monthly music recap listening parties. And I'm not doing the listening party anymore. I think maybe down the line we do that. Um, But I am making a playlist and I haven't put the past few months up. Uh, But I will be putting a playlist for like each month on uh, the Best Song Ever Spotify page. So... I do have like a collection, even for you, Kev, if you want to go back. Cause that's how I like, I've, I'm like, Oh, I forgot I even listened to that album and I just threw it in there. So like, I think I did a better, better than I realized sometimes too. Um, and I'm also excited because like you said, we're musical explorers. We like to listen to all styles and eras. And like, so it might vary. Sometimes we're not listening to new stuff. We're listening to older stuff, but I uh, got one of those Spotify things that this is like early in the year. So I'm excited to see at my like wrapped of like how many genres, because I feel like this year more like it said I've explored like 500 genres in the first like few mm-hmm. months or something. So it, the numbers at the end of the year will be wild. Um, you know, but yeah. And you mentioned Spotify and we talked about this a little bit before we were getting going because I was complaining about it. Spotify's UI to me has really hurt my music discovery because they made a big update and it kind of eliminated the spot where I went to go listen to the music I already listened to. Like I just went to the albums page all the time and that's now been just put in the sidebar and you have to scroll individual albums. Yeah. And I feel like I'm like, I still don't have my hands on like how to use Spotify again. Um, yeah, often updates are uh, like, let's, how can we take a thing that 
required no clicks and make it require three clicks. <laughs> like, I don't understand the logic sometimes. But, you know, they pay artists shit, too. So Spotify kind of does suck. Actually, Bandcamp is better. Um, and the artist I'm going to be playing a song from has Bandcamp, too. Um, Hell, yeah. And that's actually a good source uh, for discovering stuff and some stuff that's not on Spotify, too. Yeah. Truthfully, what I've been doing a lot lately is just using, like, their daily mix feature where they take stuff that you like and just throw out a playlist and just kind of picking one in the in the morning and just letting that kind of ride through the day, which is awful for discoverability because it's tailored to you and therefore, like, usually is only stuff that you've listened to previously. Um, but every once in a while, one slips through. Well, Luke, you we've, we've complained about player. Spotify. Um, you said you're bringing an artist that yeah. is featured Save on Bandcamp. Yeah, save it for your letter to the editor, Kevin, and <laughs> we'll talk. They're on Spotify, too, this artist. You know, got to be on all the platforms these days. Unless you're Neil Young. Um, but I'm going to play uh, a great band who's from our home, home state, hometown of Detroit. And, you know, last night... You were kind enough to come out and support me at the Detroit Big Shot uh, competition at Planet Ant. Yeah. And um, it was a great time, and that's a great uh, competition for Detroit artists. And we've got some great Detroit artists we're playing on the pod here. I'm, of course, speaking of the band Bonnie Dune, made up of a trio of Detroit boys. And I didn't even realize, I've been a fan of this band for a few years, so... They uh, put out their debut in 2017, and then Long Wave was their follow-up, also really good. They had such a great, like, breezy, uh, jangly sound, just, like, super light. Um, And, you know, maybe the lyrics got into some deeper stuff, but definitely just, like, a chill, breezy vibe when you listen to their music. And that's what uh, really struck, struck me about it when I first became a fan of them. And then Long Wave, you saw some uh, growth and diversification of the sound. But on this new album, they really wanted to bring in the piano. They even hired a keys player to come in and play on this song. I didn't even realize that this band had played on an album I really loved, St. Cloud by Waxahachie. So they were kind of like Waxahachie's band and Katie Crutchfield from Waxahachie, uh, who basically is the front person of Waxahachie, uh, is, uh, does a song on this album. And that's not the song I'll be playing, but that's another one of my favorites because there are many really great songs. Naturally is a great, like, just catchy, breezy one. Um, but I know my audience, Kev, and I know that you're the banger bitch, and mm-hmm. you love, you love a jangly jaunty jam you love some positive vibes uh and so i was like i have to go with the song let there be music which is also the name of the album their third album let there be music and that came out this summer this is one that i kind of missed uh a couple months ago and went back and listened because i've loved this band and it is so good and deserves many more listens and so i'm bringing the title track of let there be music and so like i said the katie crutchfield was an influence they said the piano was an influence and they wanted to bring the piano in more um and then rafi you know rafi 
Kev, you familiar? Yeah. He's often thought of as a children's musician, and it's really interesting because they were saying this is in their uh, article on Brooklyn Vegan where Bonnie Dune was talking about the influences behind the album, and they said that, like, Rafi is synonymous with children's music, a genre that is widely ignored or denigrated by most adults, and then, like, compared it to children's literature, which is, like, beloved and passed down but often children's music and even like they might be giants did some children's music. And I feel like I even sort of had that bias of like, Oh, what kids music. But now I appreciate it a lot more. And I think there is something really powerful about a song that can be like clean and simple enough, but still say something powerful that can reach audiences of all ages and so that's what we're going to hear on this song. It's definitely like they acknowledge like yeah, it's definitely simplistic uh, in its sentiment, but also powerful. And then it's just like a joy to listen to. And this is the song they hired Michael Malice, who is a fixture of the Detroit jazz and avant-garde scenes uh, to play the piano. So you will be hearing Michael um, playing the keys on this song. And I really think you're going to love this song, Kev. And we'll go enjoy the rest of the album. So, why don't we get into it? Let's take a listen to Bonnie Dune with Let There Be Music. Let there be music Oh, let there be music 
you know that's gonna get a hot diggity dog. Them cats were cooking on piano. Uh, Hell yeah, baby. That, Cha-ching. I, you know, simplistic is such a um, depraved way to describe that because I think... Um, it's like simplistic in like the way that it's super it, catchy. In, well, I like, think it's it's like simplistic in construction, but like it is built with the highest quality materials. You know, like, yes. like everything in there was perfect in execution. Yeah. And like I was just absolutely just like jamming to that piano part yeah oh um, yeah michael malice yeah just going for Killed it. it yeah um, um so very incredible. very impressed and like truthfully the lyrics in and out didn't catch them I, i'm sure oh. they're fantastic um but just the 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 vibe of that song just kind of the cheery yeah. joyful and even the message of it like just without even understanding the lyrics yeah. i've been bringing them in you don't even need Knowing yeah. Let There Be Music, like, music was had. It was absolutely a fantastic message that came through without needing to get deep into it. Yes. And that's perfect, you know? And that's the thing. It's, like, it's all levels of uh, how mu- how well you're paying attention. Like, you can get something out of it and get the, the vibe and the sentiment of it. Which, uh, that's what they're saying. is like, it's one of those where it feels like it could be familiar, but then it's not. Like, you're like... Do mm-hmm. I know this? But no, I. But maybe in a past life or something. That's mm-hmm. just like it's because it's so catchy and evokes like that ragtime piano. Like it's so it's such a great sound. The lyrics are just like, "Let there be music, let there be love." I think, and it's like, "Let there be music to fill up your heart" or something. It's super like just sweet wishes and like, but like a beautiful like again. It's it's not overly like uh, specific. But yeah. it's still powerful, like, and it, that's sort of why it's powerful because it is, like, let there be music. Uh, it's just this wish of like, let I want good things for you, like I want joy and happiness in your life. Um, it also reminds me of that Grateful Dead lyric in Ripple, where it's uh, like, it maybe it's better left unsung. Well, I don't know, don't really care. Let there be songs to fill the air. It's like. Just like, yeah, you know, maybe this song isn't perfect, but I'm doing something and it's maybe bringing someone's life uh, a little bit of light. So mm-hmm. certainly brought us a few minutes of enjoyment there um, on this podcast. So that was Bonnie Dune with Let There Be Music from the album Let There Be Music. That is out now on Anti. Go check it out. Detroit Boys killing it. So, Kev, we uh, recently had your bachelor party. Yes. Uh, board games were played. Yeah. The longest game of Uno was played. Nightmarish. Uh, yes. <laughs> we were trapped in a game of Uno in a hellscape scenario. For, like, uh, two hours. It was awful. Yeah, <laughs> roughly that. Uh, but you and did win, Luke, right? I did win. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So, you know. I'm not going to say that I'm the best Duno player and I should be in the I, Guinness Book of World Records. But I think you should say that. I, okay, that, well, I will say that. That then. should not be forgotten. Um, we saw someone with an Uno shirt last night and were triggered. But um, <laughs> but one of the games we didn't play, but I did have it in my little bag of games there, was uh, Song Saga, which the creators of this game 
may have mistaken us for Charlie XCX's podcast, also titled Best Song Ever. It happens. Common mistake. It's okay. But hey, then they were able to send us a copy of the game to play. And uh, the way this game works, we're not fully going to get the whole experience because we're here uh, on, you know, virtually with each other. But basically, the game gives you a prompt uh, and you say, a song and a story based on the prompt that will inspire a song and a story about that song. And like the way you play with other people is like you award points to what the best story was, but I do have these little award cards here, Kev. So depending on what you say, uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll dole out these awards. Like there's like the Beyonce award for best dance moves, whatever that means. Uh. So we'll see. Okay, so I'm going to randomly select a prompt, Kev, and we'll see if it inspires a story from either of us. Getting old. Oh, God. <laughs> um, Luke, I think we're two for two on throwing our backs out in the last two weeks on this podcast. Is <laughs> yeah. that not correct? Oh, and I have the perfect song, and I don't know that this is a – can I go first? Because I got a good one. I got, I got, a, I got um, a stew in mine. Just because it's related to hurting your back, and you just brought it up, and I don't think this is a song that like you can find on Spotify. You can definitely find it on YouTube. Uh, it's the King of Queens uh, <laughs> intro song. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin James, Leah Rumini, Jerry Stiller, three hander. Uh, but I loved that show back in the day, and me and my friend Charles would watch the DVDs. And there's the the theme song is. My back is getting weary. My, or no, my eyes it's are getting, getting weary. weary. My back, my is, back getting is getting tight. And uh, we would always go, so tight. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so I, uh, as you said, after your bachelor party where you hurt your back, I uh, hurt mine bending over to get a package on my porch. Like, uh, you know, nothing that crazy. But I that was like all I kept singing in my head on a loop was so tight that's amazing i went uh at my dad's house uh my mom was out of town so i went over there to hang out you know just like make sure he's doing all right and he watched yeah. uh eight straight episodes of king of queens on his dvr <laughs> yes. i couldn't believe like i didn't want to say anything i wanted to see how long it would go and one would end and he would just like go and like delete the recording and then just hit the next one and it was <laughs> dude utterly it was it was a feat of endurance of which i've never seen before <laughs> It was incredible. Well, hey, I wish I could say I haven't done the same, but it was on DVR. It was on DVD. DVD. Digital video disc. Cutting edge technology of the time. Um, um, yeah, you got anything for getting old, or should I pull another card? Pull another card for me, because I'm, I'm, okay. I don't have anything offhand. I'm going to go a little deeper into the pile and grab randomly, and we got... Cocktails. Cocktails. Ooh. Um, Cocktails. I can vamp for a minute if you uh No, want. I uh, I definitely know exactly what to do for this. I'm not vamping in the slightest. You're manifesting? I'm manifesting. I'm trying to think while speaking, uh, which means I'm doing both poorly. <laughs> I know what it is. And this is not a story at all. This is this is a pure pure fiction from my from my brain. But I feel Oh yeah, that's a story. I feel like I would fe- I would be 
the height of sophistication having like a nice old fashioned while listening to Dave oh. Brubeck take five. Oh, you know, nice. That would that would just like that would hit real nice. And how's that one go again? Uh, it's the. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you um, not familiar with Mr. Brubeck's Take Five? It's like the best. No, I've definitely heard it, and okay. I know it. I've also heard it referenced like that. You know, I'm not a, I'm not like Michael Malise, a staple of Detroit's avant-garde and jazz scene. You would know for sure. But you know what that made me think of? And speaking of King of Queens. You know what uh, old song fucking slaps, and every time I hear it, um, how's it go? God damn it. It's that, like, think of a 1920s song. Oh, Sing, Sing, Sing by Benny Goodman. Is that it? It's gotta Wait, be let it. Me look it up. If it's not, you're fucking insane. And now, I, I, like, had the melody a second ago, and I lost it. <laughs> sing, Sing, Sing goes fucking bananas hard like it is it is the hardest song to ever exist and i genuinely think that someone should like sample it in a hip-hop song it has to have i'm been sure before. it's been done it has to have been done this is 100 percent it okay yeah yes that's it it yeah but wait what's like the main part it's it's like yeah the yeah and those drums yes that's the incredible for the second time those cats were cooking um yeah because there was some episode of king of queens where uh jerry stiller was like listening to that or something and he was talking about his herb alpert and the tijuana brass record or something so yeah that's what came to mind when you said uh take five I was like, I don't remember how that goes, but there's some other old-ass song that slaps. Do you ever think it's weird that Jerry Stiller has played two iconic dads on sitcoms? I think it's just right. Like, But, like, you know, save some of the rest of us, Jerry. I mean, I think he was an iconic dad to Ben Stiller. And so they <laughs> so, were yeah, like, yeah, let's maybe. let him do it professionally. Let's let's um, let him cook. So, Luke, I'm really excited about my my song I'm bringing this week. And so often, collaboration is the catalyst for great music. Uh, you even talked about it in your last track. Um, but I'm bringing a song today from a well-known member of one of the biggest, and in my opinion, best indie bands of all time. And the musical collaborators he turned to when he left it. Uh, Will Butler of Arcade Fire sibling oh. to win its frontman uh left the group during the production of their last album we and after his 2020 solo project generations and he had said uh he was considering making a weird solo record him in his basement etc cetera, etc cetera. and that's when he realized that what he really wanted was the opposite he turned to the foursome of miles francis sisters julie and jenny shore and sarah dobbs known as sister squares partially due to familiarity he met and eventually married Jenny just before joining Arcade Fire and relied on some of them to open for his previous tours as well as some of Arcade Fire's. But as the album developed, it was more than just a Will Butler project. He turned to Miles to produce the album and the entire band for feedback on lyrics and song structure. Quote, Will and I organically discovered our relationship as a production duo through making this album, says Miles. We didn't have to talk too much about things as they happened just because the music flowed. 
As a producer, working with Jenny, Julie, and Sarah is the dream. They connect so innately. In one motion, they can conjure a mood or get the, or get at the root of a feeling. So this process became very additive as they built upon one another. And uh, that led to the creation of Will Butler plus Sister Squares, their self-titled debut. Uh, I've had the privilege nice. of previewing this album, and it is fantastic. Um, it's equal parts experimental and evolution of, of Butler's previous work, and it's driving, percussive, and it's likely sitting in my end-of-year list already. Uh, I'll be playing the second track of the album, one of my favorite singles in recent memory, and it brings a banger of a pre-chorus, uh, really airy harmonics, a synth line that kind of dances in and out, and Butler's ultra-recognizable vocals. Let's give a listen to Will Butler plus Sister Squares with Stop Talking.
I'll slap an old Lordy Lordy Barry Gordy on that. We got yeah. double stamps on both of our songs, two bangers we brought today. And that was a great sound, like you said. Definitely, like, Will's uh, voice is recognizable. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm in I'm in good hands. I'm in, uh, in good voice when I hear him. <laughs> um, yeah. And the sound is great. Definitely a little different, you know, than Arcade Fire. But, like, you could see some crossover. There's, like, a similar, like haunting quality to some of uh maybe some like reflector uh stuff i can hear that sound a little but i think this new band definitely uh brings in their uh brings the sound in a slightly different direction i really love those harmonies Mm -hmm. and like the stop talking like all those background vocals were super great and the way it built uh really enjoyed it so yeah i'm excited for this uh new album i listened to man when I see the years of things, I, f- I feel like I'm getting old, like that card we pulled in our game earlier. Because uh, Policy, his first, uh, Will Butler's first album, came out in 2015. That's the yeah. one I listened to. I was like, shoot, that's already like eight years ago. Um, but yeah, so I'm super excited. Maybe this is a, a bit of a reinvention and a new chapter in Will's career and uh, sounds like a great start to it. Like I said, I, I've had the luck to listen to this album already, and it's it's great. Like, if you like this, you're going to love it. Um, and I think this might be the song that's the most like Arcade Fire's previous stuff. Um, they go in a lot okay. of different directions. But I think it, it kind of makes sense releasing something like this as a single to, right. to kind of catch your attention of like, oh, this is pretty good. Um, and then on the album, go in all sorts of directions. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's track number two, but the first one's kind of a 40-second intro. So really, this is what kicks off the album. Uh, and brings you in and like it does a fantastic job of yeah, doing it for me for sure so that was stop talking from will butler plus sister squares they'll be releasing their debut self-titled album on september 22nd via merge so only a few weeks away nice i didn't know sister squares either you need to check them out they uh this is kind of their first big they've had a oh, couple okay. singles before um but but all from this year so they um this was finally like kind of the 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 big project for them so i uh they've i mean they're they're doing a fantastic job i'm a fan yeah me too all right well we gotta talk about the new music we've been loving in touts uh so Luke, I've been um, listening to a lot of podcasts and, and watching. There's a, a eight-hour documentary that's airing about the Minnesota Vikings, um, which Nerd. yeah uh, has Jock. certainly. Oh, I think you mean there's a documentary. That's what yes. I've been calling because there's so many of them that come across my feed. You know, I'm like, sometimes there's a mockumentary or a rockumentary, but then there's lots of documentaries out there, I see. Which, I will say, this is a documentary made by the biggest sports nerds in existence. Um, Secret-based History of the Minnesota Vikings, if that sounds interesting to you. Go watch it. Um, But, the few albums I have listened to from this summer that I've stuck with, like, these have have been pillars of my listening, uh, have been Grapes Upon the Vine by TV Girl, who I might have touted out previously, but oh. I keep coming back to that one. 
I forgot about. Yeah, I really liked one of their previous albums, and I forgot that they had a new one out. Yeah, so, yeah it's really good. You you should check it out. Um, Evergreen by Paris. Um, Pivris, as we Pivris. always say. Um, that album's been fantastic. I've been a huge fan of them for quite a while. And uh, something a little more recently that I finally gave a listen to, Another Triumph in Ghetto Engineering from Open Mike Eagle. Whew. He is I back. Forgot. Wait, it's he great. had a new one too. This Damn. is it, and it's fantastic. Um, wow. So, yeah, it's uh, another another banger from him. So the consistency contri- continues. Great. I need to listen to all those. Great Rex. Um, I've got a couple here. It's funny because the first three I have are all all caps albums, uh, which is the style these days. Yep. That's, that's all caps. Paris was all caps as well. Oh, yes. And Pivris's name. <laughs> and Pivris is always all caps. Paris. It's um, like they are Paris, but they've got it. Like, they are everybody Paris. calls them Pivris. Right? It's just Pivris for fun. I call yeah. them Traverches too. Um, yeah. We talked about this in person yeah, recently. I know. I'm like, we did recently talk about this. Um, but my first all caps album is from uh, Australian artist Genesis Owusu, Ooh. which loved that first album. And uh, he probably wrote the best song about fishing. Have I ever told you about our playlist challenge game? which we should definitely play at some point. But Kyle and I have like a road trip game we play sometimes where she'll give me like a topic. And one time she said fishing because we were going fishing. And I pulled Genesis Uusu a song for fishing. But it's mm-hmm. also like about making art. It's great. But his new album, Struggler, you know, on the the previous album he did some of this like, you know, some darker, funkier stuff, some weirder um, stuff than some like 80s rock type delios and then the song for fishing was almost like a little like folky and uh so it's similar it's all over the place and yeah i i listened to this one too i i can't believe i forgot to tout it out but yeah this album rules um definitely an evolution of his style there's and there's even like like slow r&b sort of like floaty songs too like it definitely you don't know what you're gonna get from song to song and yeah really been loving this one a lot uh, then the great Jeff Rosenstock with our uh, second all caps album, Hell Mode. Super good. And I feel like a bit um, a bit of an evolution for Jeff. I feel like it was uh, it's slightly different than the past couple projects and not always so in your face. But then there's definitely those moments of like, oh, this is the classic Jeff that I know um, that very melodic catchy punk going on did did you see that jeff rosenstock kind of made a kerfuffle on twitter this week oh no no he was um he was not incorrect in anything he said um he essentially posted what the merch cuts um each venue takes that he's playing at um because obviously venues make a ton of money on artists and a lot will now take a cut of any merch sales. Um, and like really? uh, some of them were n- like a couple were none, but most of them were 10 and a lot of them were 20%. Um, That's a lot. Yeah. Um, and he was like, I'm just posting this for labor day and being really transparent about it. And like most conversations on Twitter, it devolved into utter dog <laughs> shit. Um, but I think some people he- go hell mode on there. <laughs> 
yeah. Um, someone called him a poser and got absolutely fucking destroyed for it because Jeff Rosenstock, I feel like, is the one person in this world that is immune to be calling called a poser. Uh, like he is absolutely like the real deal. Um. Also, I don't know what Twitter is. I think you may mean something happened on X, but I refuse to acknowledge the existence of. Just kidding. Uh, but no, that album was very good. Uh, highly recommend that one. And then my next all caps album. We listened to it on the way of back from your bachelor party. Still emo by Emotional Oranges. Also all caps. Very vibey, funky. Um, great song with TK Maidza on there. Uh, super good. Enjoying that album a lot. Uh, and then, and you played a song from that album on the podcast as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, who'd you just say? I totally fucking missed Emotional it. Oranges. Oh, yeah. It's okay. I said it all. It's fine. And then, breaking the cycle of uh, all caps albums, but been really loving this one. No Name with Sundial, the Chicago yeah. rapper. It's really interesting because it's like, she's, uh, you know, I love like Kendrick and she makes you like even rethink or gives a different perspective on sort of the way that hip hop and uh, like a lot of art from black artists is consumed in certain ways and comments on the music industry and sort of Kendrick's role and other people's role. Not always like super critical but makes some super uh good points and uh gives a fresh perspective on a lot of the stuff that we've loved over the past uh years and so that one i uh have been re-listening to a lot super great all right well i think that's it for the new music we've been loving why don't we talk about the new music friday releases out today that we're excited for in shouts I will go first. I got a long ass list here. First up, we got Anjamil with The King. Excited to check that out. I played like a folky song from Anjamil back in the day, uh, but they've been doing some interesting evolving of their sound as well. So super excited to check out this album, The King. Uh, then we got Apollo Brown and Planet Asia. Apollo Brown, like Bonnie Dune. Michigander, Detroiter, amazing, legendary producer. Um, worked with so many artists and MCs that I love. And Planet Asia uh, is a great MC. And the singles out from this have been amazing. So I'm actually very excited. Uh, those are going to be my first couple listens for sure. Then we got Mr. James Blake playing Robots Into Heaven. Always love to vibe out to some James Blake electronic Oh yeah, concoctions. Um, another great Aussie, like Genesis Awusu. We got Courtney Barnett with "End of the Day," which is apparently like a soundtrack to a movie. Oh. Interested in that? Wonder what that movie is. Um, Royce and Murphy, a great, strange artist. I feel like doing some cool, interesting stuff like Fever Ray, where there's like some prosthetics going on interesting statements on culture and uh a bit of an absurdist angle going on uh she also did a remix of freak me now by jesse ware which loved that song and i think i heard that remix and it was pretty cool so check out royce and murphy with hit parade the album cover just 
it's an attention grabber. It's it's wild. Um, and then the Chemical Brothers with "For That Beautiful Feeling." Again, that album cover looked really trippy and cool, so I'm like, I'll shout it out. Cool. The Chemical Brothers were um, featured in one of the Burnout games, which I've often yeah. uh, referenced as like where I developed my taste in music. Uh, yeah. because like a lot of people they say Tony Hawk in the early 2000s. Um, but the burnout games absolutely had a fucking hold on me for a very long time. I think I played a chemical Brothers song on the podcast, unless I'm mixing them up with another band, which it's very possible. Lots of brothers <laughs> out there. Yeah. <laughs> was it the Avet? No, I don't think it was. <laughs> if you mixed up the Avet brothers and the chemical brothers, <laughs> that'd be kind of fucked up. Like yeah. I'll give you some leniency, but those two, not at all similar. <laughs> the only brothers I could think. Oh no, it's the Everly brothers. <laughs> Even further. Okay. Um, We're shutting you down. All right. Uh, so that was my last shout. What you got? <laughs> some big albums this week. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo in all yes. caps. Guts. Um, Guts. Another all caps. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. The singles have been great. Sour from what 2021 was one of my top ten albums. Um, yeah. she's, she's kind of killing it. So I'm really excited to listen to that one. Uh, Devo with art Devo. Uh, yeah, I looked up, I guess it's some like box set from the seventies, which sounds cool. Yeah, that is cool. I feel like I owe Devo a deep dive. Cause all I can like say is Devo deep dive, a Devo deep dive, um, like whip it rules, but I'm sure they've got a ton of great oh, yeah. music, um, that I really so haven't much paid much stuff. attention to. Also, they had a great album in 2010 where they made like kind of a comeback. Ooh, okay. Um an an artist from my childhood, which this is weird, but Puddle of Mud um with Muddle Ubiquitous. Of Pud? Puddle <laughs> of Mud, their album from 2001 Come Clean. I she definitely fucking had, hates me. Yep. I had that ripped <laughs> onto my iPod and uh blurry. Ooh, what a fucking jam. Um I it's great, and I I like feel like I want to go listen to that and, and drink a Miller High Life, and that'll like real. That's like the a similar vibe to Dave Brubeck cocktail. Like I <laughs> I crave I crave <laughs> drinking a cheap beer to blur yeah. my puddle of mud. It's like, like the different sides of you. You're classy <laughs> and trashy. Inside <laughs> me are two wolves. <laughs> there you go. Um. And the uh, ska standout mustard plug with where did all my friends go? We uh, we're here to talk about ska sometimes. Um, yeah, because the, big the, ska the, fans. The people that love ska fucking love ska. You know who so, loves ska? It's Jeff Rosenstock. Jeff Rosenstock does love ska. He's a great album. He's like I feel like my intro to ska. Like I knew what Scott was, but I refused. He and I listened to that had, Jeff Rosenstock album. I was like, okay, I, have, I fuck with this. Did some uh, work in the modern day to bring attention back to Scott with his Scott Dream album for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, no, I was just saying that's all I got. Oh, okay. I figured. <laughs> well, we got to talk about our three daddies. We're a Planet Ant podcast powered by Pinecast. Head over to planetant.com. Check out all the great stuff going on over there. Hey, go see a show. At the end of October, you can see the finals of the Detroit's Big Shot competition, which I competed in. And hey, uh, head over to offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. Uh, uh, competed in. Gin. 
competed in is, oh, yeah. is a little light, Luke. You did win the audience prize. Oh, I won the audience prize. Yes, I did. So the popular vote, as I've been saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's uh, a real Gore Bush situation. Exactly. Um, and so I got two uh, tickets to Planet Ant Improv Show. So I recommend uh, go see some comedy. There's some great stand-ups. I was laughing my silly little ass off last night. <laughs> there are some good comics. So great stuff going on at Planet Ant. So go check that out. And they are starting uh, Monday Night Improv back at the Purple Building, which they had previously. Uh, that's like the house across the street from Ant Hall. And so they're starting that back up again. So that's cool. Check that out. And then offshelf.net. Check it out. It's on the internet. Our third daddy, which Obi went to Gen Con a few weeks ago. So there's some great board game uh, recommendations. I've got one recommendation for you. Song Saga right here. Songsaga.com. We played it today and we'll probably play it in future episodes. Uh, but also Obi's got lots of great uh, recommendations for you at Offshelf. You can follow us at Best Song Ever Pod. You can follow me at Indie Darling Music. And Kev is over there on Blue Sky. <laughs> All elitist. Yeah, I've, I've still only bleeded once. Um, but yeah, is that find... what they call it? <laughs> no, it's, it's literally... I, I went on there, I typed in bleat and posted that. And that's been the extent so of my Blue funny. Sky usage. That's amazing. Um, no, you know what? Blue Sky is like my break in case of emergency. Because... At, Every time I've gone on there, I follow some of the same people, and they seem to post the same things on both platforms. So if if yeah, I mean of course if X finally catches on fire and dies, like find me on Blue Sky. But un- until that happens, I'm gonna play my violin on the Titanic that is the art the website formerly known as Twitter, and find me there at Minty Fresh Kevin. Yes, at Minty Fresh Kevin. <laughs> we'll just give that plug next time. And that's going to do it for us this week. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Kevin Connor saying, go ahead, chase those waterfalls. This is the best song ever. Well, it's best song ever. Another podcast better. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast.